Apple isn't particularly known for listening to consumers while making decisions, whether it comes to product changes or new product launches and software and hardware changes as well. They are usually known to imply what they think is best suited for their consumers and the rest just follows itself, right? I know a lot of us had this opinion for a really long time but trust me you guys the times are changing and Apple is becoming a consumer centric company as we speak in fact I'm going to prove this to you by the end of this episode so keep listening to the iGeeks blog show hello and welcome to the iGeeks blog show I'm your host Harshanki an Apple enthusiast and in today's episode we're going to be talking about how Apple is understanding consumer psychology to a greater extent accepting feedbacks and giving us the things that we like but before we move on to the episode do not forget to connect with us on our social media channels and if you want all of this information in written format then just check out our app because you'll see a lot of exciting things right there in the app Steve Jobs used to say that consumers don't know what they want and always forced everyone to trust Apple to make the decisions for them right that ethos is what led to the closed iPhone ecosystem with its app store review process stringent requirements for accessory makers and lack of software customization That way of thinking has helped make Apple one of the most successful companies ever. I mean, you can't just have a 2-3 trillion dollar business just like that, right? Selling billions and billions of iPhones, iPads, Macs, AirPods and Air and Apple Watches. Those products wouldn't be hits today had Apple not kept that approach, but it has also created problems for the technology giant, hasn't it? Let let me let me let me give you a few examples. How many of us remember the butterfly keyboard that was introduced in the year 2015 and the amount of discomfort that the keyboard caused in our life? Oh my god. It took Apple about 4 years and several lawsuits before it admitted and fixed serious problems with its butterfly keyboards. All along, it kept saying that the approach was superior to its predecessor because it allowed for thinner laptops. But we all know that the product was actually prone to breaking. It was noisy as fuck and really uncomfortable. The company ultimately had to ditch the technology, right? While maintaining the issue was overblown. Yeah, well, don't you think this is a getaway excuse for Apple majority of the time that anything goes wrong? They have always said that the it is social media is overblowing the issue and it's not them at fault or the issue is not as bad as we think it is every time this has been the case just think about it not just this i mean this is one example okay how many of us remember the iphone 4 with the antenna that it came up with right i mean when the iphone 4 was shipped in the year 2002 it had a problem with the antenna that led to a drop in the signal bars apple said that this issue again was overblown and I find this really funny okay but somehow it blamed physics before ultimately giving users free cases and updating the antenna the following year that was one of the funniest mishaps in the history of apple nothing nothing can top that according to me not even the airpods max cases which we're going to talk about later in the episode by the way because there's some exciting news with airpods max anyway coming back to the iphone 4 and the antenna physics Really, Apple, you couldn't think of a better excuse rather than the issue being overblown and physics. Please, 
please, if you had heard or listened to your consumers for once. Yeah, this is what, see, they have become one of, I mean, in this issue particularly, Apple rather seemed like a narcissist to me who didn't really listen to the problem, but somehow got rid of it in the next release while claiming the older problem to just be a bad PR. You know what I mean? That just kind of sucks, right? I mean, if, if compare the situation to a normal life, you guys. I mean, if you know someone that has made a mistake, if that person and you both know that this person has committed a mistake, they should at least apologize. Forget apologizing. They should at least acknowledge the mistake, right? The apology comes at a much later stage. Imagine if there's no apology or no acknowledging the mistake and just rectifying the problem and going ahead with it. How toxic can this get in real life? So if this behavior is not acceptable, IRL, then how can this behavior be accepted when it comes to a company making millions of iPhones, millions of products? Okay, this is still early 2010s, right? I mean, a lot of things happened back then. But this is a behavioral pattern. If I take you a couple more decades back in time and take you back to 1990s, how many of us remember a series of bad Apple products that came into the market and really, really, really tanked because no one wanted them or they were overpriced or they were so poorly built that no one would buy them? The people who are aware of the technology were not even attracted to it. Even the people who are completely dumb when it comes to technology, they also hated the products. The 90s products, or some of the 90s products are so terrible. Again, what happened in the 90s stayed in the 90s, of course, when Jobs took over and then we had the iPod and a lot of things changed, right? And I mean, we cannot deny the fact that some really good products came out. But how many of us remember the touch bar incident? I'm going to slowly come back towards mid-2014 and 15. The infamous touch bar launched with the MacBook Pro in the year 2016 as a touch screen strip for quick functions. Touch bar was identity to all the MacBooks for a good five years, you guys. Who even asked for it? No one wanted it. Maybe out of a hundred people, two people kind of liked Touch Bar, but the rest, 98, they hated it so much that their sheer presence on their MacBook bothered them. They just wanted it to go away and to go away for good. It was hated to that big of an extent. Finally, it is gone now, so we... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're just discussing the problems right now. We'll get to the good part later. When another, another problem that comes to my mind is iOS 7. When iOS 7 was previewed in June 2013 with a controversial new user interface, a lot of consumers and design critics condemned the approach, did not like the approach, right? Apple heard it. They made tweaks, but, you know, very superficial tweaks that did not really change the interface for a good eight years. Eight years, you guys. Eight years, they kept the same interface. Making tiniest of the changes such as changing the amount of transparency and interface element or maybe working with the font sizes. This is like promising to bring sun and moon and the stars for you, but just ending up getting, ending up showing up for you, you know, kind of hurts. Clearly, Apple is stubborn about its design decisions and has been married to the job worldview on consumer preferences. That is changing and changing for good, real good this time. And the company's iPhone update kind of shows that. 
I mean, if you were to ask me, 2019 would be the year where things really changed. Really, really changed and Apple had this transformation. But I'm going to travel back a little in time and remind you of all the things that happened before that also. Especially, don't you guys remember the time when um, Tim Cook apologized? I mean, he deeply apologized for the iPhone battery miscommunication or for Apple Maps. All the China fiasco that also happened, right? This is early 2010s we're talking about. So, things had started changing from 2011 or 12. But 2019 is really the year where we can see a revolutionary change. I mean, everything introduced in the year 2019 was screaming change for the betterment, was screaming change for companies' benefit, was streaming change and the change that the consumers wanted, not something that just the company wanted. It's, I, fi- I, I find it really ironic that a company that spends billions and billions of dollars in research every year before getting a product live in the market gives no, shows no mercy at all, gives no concern to customer feedbacks once the product is launched. It's a little ironic, right? It took Apple a good 3-4 years of research and all that billion dollars invested into audio researching and ANC for HomePod and HomePod Mini, which gave us AirPods Max. That technology, that research was the strong foundation and helped to a greater extent for the release and launch of AirPod Max. How good was that? Imagine if Apple is at least spending one-tenth of the billion-dollar budget that they have for researching the product and to taking the feedback of consumers and giving us what we want, the world would be a different place. I mean, we would feel our money invested into any Apple product is surely worth it. And we'd feel heard at some point, right? Every time you want to be felt heard, you want to be heard, your opinion matters. And when it comes to a product or a service, I bet my ass you want that to be heard because you, it is you who is spending that money at the end of it. So you're going to want what you expect from that product, which is why Apple has to do this. In fact, the best part is that Apple doesn't really even have to spend millions and millions of dollars getting feedback and getting this work done because we have the power of social media and Apple aces that game. From having rumor mongers to occasionally subtly dropping leaks at the right time to constantly following everyone on Twitter and you I mean there is a whole there is a different million dollar industry right there reviewing Apple's products and gadgets. Now these are all professionals we're talking about. Apart from that, there are also consumers like me and you will just tweet about something that they don't like. All Apple has to do is go through that data, understand what are the things which are not working out, what are the things which are working out, and then give the right solution for it. Coming back to the year 2019, if you look at Apple's track record throughout 2019, it seems pretty likely that the company is actively taking customers' feedbacks into consideration. Okay, For evidence of that, just consider Apple's decision to prioritize battery life. Mic drop moment right there. Apple made battery life a priority, you guys. Remember the jokes and the memes of iPhone's terrible battery always having to carry a charger around? Gone are those days. 
I mean, it just seems like so difficult for me to believe at this point. I can't even think of the time I had problems with my iPhone's battery. And this is the year 2019. I'm going to refresh your memory real quick because this changed with iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro devices. And significantly improved ever since. Started with 11, getting better every time. You don't believe me? You buy the latest iPhone and you see for yourself, buddy. Revamping the MacBook Pro is another thing. The MacBook Pro is one of the most important products in Apple's Mac ecosystem, right? It always has been. Bigger screen, nicer display, faster processors, blah, blah, blah. A lot of good things. The butterfly keyboard, the thermal performance, we got rid of all of that in the year 2019. Not just that. 16-inch MacBook Pro was also covered in the same freaking year. What does this say? Did Apple have a committee meeting or source in the year? There's more, there's more weight. Another concern that we always have when it comes to Apple products is they're overpriced for majority of the world out there. See, all of us know and we understand that Apple caters to a certain audience and you can't really be complaining about it because they've always kept it simple. They've known their niche, they've known their target audience and they're not really a one-for-all or we want everyone to buy a product. No, they are catering to a certain sect of people who can afford their products and keep expanding into their ecosystem, buying one product after the other or the entire ecosystem altogether. But Apple was considerate of the fact that this this pricing problem is becoming a little bit of an issue compared to its competitors and now with the influencers and social media and everyone having the freedom to speak on platforms like Twitter and Instagram. And that is when they decided to lower the price point. And we witnessed this in iPhone 11. The iPhone XR was a step in the right direction. But the iPhone 11 provides flagship level performance and features for even less than its preceptor. And the 11 Max Pro provides users with powerful features when it comes to performance photography. And these things are significantly improved in the 12 series and the 13 series and the 14 series, which is literally a month away and I can't wait to get a hands-on experience. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say here. Things have become better. So the $1,000 or the $1,200 or the $1,400 price tag that these products come up with are more justifiable now compared to the price tag that came before. Apple has also been paying attention to releasing crowd-pleasing devices. Now, see, if you have been a loyal listener to the iGeeks blog show, you know, in one of the episodes, we covered that uh, Apple has been focusing on accessories and broadening its product lineup to increase their profitability, which is what got us to the release of AirPods, right? And it was due, it was was pending for a very long time that uh, people were expecting some ANC product to come out from Apple's kitty, right? Something. And probably at any other option. Which is when in the year 2019, Apple came up with AirPods Pro. And boom, did it change the market real good. Not just that, we also had AirPods Max released a couple of years later, but again, completely transitioned the way over-ear headphones were looked at and a significant entry by Apple ecosystem into the ANC department and just overpowering the over-ear headphones, man. I mean, hats off to that device. Not just that. While the product AirPods Max itself was appreciated so much, the fact that it came in a terrible, terrible case wasn't appreciated that much. Turns out, Apple has heard the users for that too. And recently, I guess the 5th or the 6th of July, 
we also heard rumors that apple is going to come up with a airpods max case a new airpods max case which is probably going to be smarter than the older one because the older one was publicized as smart case okay but it was um, i mean eh, neither smart nor a case right <laughs> so hopefully they are going to be coming up with something that we wanted for such a long time now these are all the product updates that we mentioned but if i have to talk about the software updates the one thing that we really expected our iPhones to have was the fact to be able to change its lock screen home screen customize it bloody customize it to whatever and however we wanted and customizations is something we've gotten from iOS 15 and 16 and they're getting better and better with them i mean if i'm paying so much i bloody should have the right to do whatever i want with my home screen right i, I should be able to customize my phone the way i want and apple did listen to it it did give us that although not everything we wanted but yeah let's just not raise our expectations that high right So what I'm trying to say here is that a lot of things have changed which proves that Apple is finally listening to its consumers and giving us the things that we have always desired or wanted. And if this keeps going on, things are going to be changing for the better and we are going to be seeing what we have expected from the ecosystem ever. But what we have to do as a consumer is be honest and vocal about what we expect from their products. rather than just bluntly criticizing them and you know shaming them for not giving us what we wanted concluding this episode while apple has really started listening to its consumer and is now becoming a consumer centric company i mean you still don't believe me they removed the touch bar they added the back pods in macbook pro air tim cook has apologized numerous times now for all the mess up that these people made The new AirPods Max case is going to be coming out soon. USB-C adaptability, which is going to be happening in two years from now, implementing, getting it done in just two years from now. iPhone notch, wow! Probably I should make a separate episode on iPhone notch. What are your views about it, you guys? If you want me to make a separate episode on iPhone notch, just hit me up on Instagram. I'm available as I shall keep it an extra hour. The butterfly keyboard, different size of Mac, different colors in Mac, cheaper products, keeping up. audience in mind 1080p webcam better performance for the cameras i mean the list is endless they have been giving us what we want and it is high time that we believe that this process is going to continue and they are going to be making they are going to be making changes which are going to benefit us in a positive way and give us the things that we really want from the company What are your views about the same? You guys do connect with us on our socials, and if I missed anything, a major update that Apple has made after listening to us, please do let me know. Our DMs are always open to you, and any feedback, good or bad, is always welcomed by the iGeeks family. This is Harshandi signing off. I'm going to see you guys next week with more exciting content. Till then, you guys stay tuned and keep listening to the iGeeks blog show. The weather is not good, you guys. Make sure you take good care of yourself and only step out of the house at this time. Sayonara.